Hey everyone, Logan here. I wanted to send out a quick thank you to everyone who has reached out to us recently. I've received emails from dozens of you with feedback about the show, interest in being on the show, or even recommending someone else. Please keep them coming, and if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Those reviews help us reach new people every day, and we can't do it without you. Thank you for your continued support. Welcome to Indie Insider, presented by Blackshell Media. This is the weekly show where we talk with video game developers and professionals about their stories, their advice for others, and their thoughts on the indie video game industry. I'm Logan Schultz, and on today's show, I sit down and talk with Timo from Navali. Navali is a startup dedicated to connecting game developers and publishers with online influencers, such as YouTube personalities, to promote games. Timo and I talk at length about the company, the future of Les Plays and YouTube marketing, and what it takes to really get your game noticed. As always, if you have thoughts, questions, or ideas on what we should do next, shoot me an email at logan at blackshowmedia.com. You can also find the most up-to-date news on the Indie Insider podcast on Twitter by following at Logan A. Schultz. And now, Timo from Navali. Welcome to another episode of Indie Insider. Today, I'm talking with Timo from Navali. Timo, how's it going, man? Hi, Logan. All good here. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, it is a Tuesday. I'm glad that everything worked out in scheduling us together um, for this interview. I know we had a bit of a mix-up in terms of time zones. That's a huge thing that I deal with all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I was a bit mistaken. Uh, I communicated the Central European time zone, but we're on the summertime right now. So I'm not aware of us over here in North America having any sort of summer time zones or any shifts in that way. Mm. So I think that must be unique. Yeah, it's uh, it's normal here in Europe. So during summer, we shift one hour so we can enjoy the day a bit longer and the same during winter. That sounds like such a good idea. Yeah, it uh, it actually <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, I'm I'm glad this all worked out. I'm glad we can chat. Um, let's just dive right into it, Timo. What is Navali? So Navali is a, a marketing agency that connects game publishers to YouTubers. So tell me a little bit about where that comes from. Obviously, YouTube. And these online influencers, they're a huge aspect of modern marketing. Uh, but how does Navali get started? How do they build an entire business on that idea? So it all started um, like a couple of years ago. We are part of a more traditional digital marketing company. And within this company, we early on experienced that working with influencers, especially within gaming, wasn't quite working the way that we wanted to. Um, when reaching out to um, the agencies or the MCNs that are representing these influencers, we, we quickly came to realize that a lot of these are lacking like the basic gaming knowledge. Um, for example, when we want to do a campaign for a specific title, then they pitch you Minecraft influencers. And for another game, they also pitch you Minecraft influencers. So it's just one <laughs> Minecraft channel after another. And this was one of the main concerns um, that we experienced when trying to do influencer campaigns for, gaming, for games. 
that yeah there's just a lack of gaming knowledge so really part of what you do is not just connecting you know people with these campaigns especially in the gaming industry with influencers but with the right influencers exactly that's what we try to focus on so that means that whenever we do a campaign we always try to benchmark the the game that we're promoting with other titles that have been promoted on youtube in the past um, there are several tools that can help you in doing this but since we're all gamers here in the team for us it's fairly natural to just find yeah, similar titles and the right influence to promote a game so start me out at the beginning i have made a game that i'm really excited about and i reach out to you um, looking for help what happens next um so the traditional way um is first we get together on a skype call so that we get to understand your your goals for the campaign so that means in in which geo are you trying to promote your game for example you want to promote it in the us you want to promote it in europe in a specific country in europe um, or South America. Um, then we're looking at the timing in which you want to promote the game. Does it coincide with um, the release of the game or with a big update going into early access, what be it? Um, we're also, of course, talking about the budget that you have available for the campaign um, to see whether it makes sense that we do something large scale or something small scale. Um, and what you're trying to achieve. Are you trying to achieve just people watching your game on YouTube just to create awareness? Are you trying to get installs? Are you trying to get people to sign up for the newsletter? Um, so yeah, that's the first step, trying to understand what, what you as an advertiser or publisher are trying to achieve. Then the next step is from our end. Do you want to interrupt? No, 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 go ahead. Okay. So the next step um, from our end would be to create a selection then, um, a selection of influencers that we think are a great fit for the game. This is um, based on the influence that we worked with in the past or, or going beyond that, just in general, influence that we think would suit the game very well because they covered similar titles. Um, then we pitch this selection to you um, together with the, the price and the service that the influencer is going to deliver. And then once you say, all right, um, we really like these and these guys, would like to remove this guy, I'm don't, not sure he's the right fit. Um, then we reach out to the influencers and do the campaign according to to a brief that we previously discussed. This is just this is all very fast. Like this is this is how we do it in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, of course, a lot more comes to show when we actually do it. Right, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about like have you worked with um, any notable games? Anything that you can talk about? Uh, people mm -hmm. that you had, uh, any success yeah. stories that you can share? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've done various campaigns. Um, we've done campaigns with over 40. I think right now it's more about 50 clients so far. And in total, we have created, I think, over 500 videos, um, if not more. Um, or that could even be campaigns. So we, in general, work with um, publishers in the free-to-play space. Um, so publishers such as Wargaming, um, Gameforge, uh, but also in the pay-to-play space where we've done promotions, for example, for Farming Simulator um, or for Black Desert Online. Uh, and the Farming Simulator one was, for example, a really successful one. Um, here we just went for influencers that could present the game in a really 
funny way and in in comparison to what we expected to come out of the campaign in terms of views and everything it just way overperformed the the campaign was a true success so how do you go about gauging what is a success and what isn't how do you you know when you're putting together the campaign how do you even guess how people are going to respond to it um so normally what we look at for to define the success of a campaign is the amount of views that the that we generate in total so we try to estimate the amount of views that each youtuber will generate um and i'm saying youtubers for now because we for the most part focus on youtube campaigns instead of twitch um so yeah we try to estimate how many views each youtuber would generate and this you do simply by looking at the amount of average views that a youtuber generates um we got a, a semi-automated way to to calculate the, the amount of average views. Um, but you also have tools that can give you this information or you just make an assumption of, of your own. And then afterwards, we look into the, the more abnormal content that the influencers generate and try to make an educated guess on how many views sponsored content would generate, keeping in mind that sponsored content normally performs a bit lower than uh, truly organic content. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, and then afterwards, the success, of course, is when the the views of the actual campaign are way higher than what we estimated and when the the reception by the audience is also positive of course when everybody who sees the videos is interacting with the content and is sharing it and uh, giving a thumbs up that's for us as well a, a successful indicator of a campaign so let me ask you this navali as a company do they um or i should say do you um or are you really hands-on with actual video making, working with influencers? Or are you more just the connecting factor between the creator and the uh, influencer? Mm -hmm. So for the most part, we're just the, the middleman. Um, we're, we just organize Let's Play campaigns on a very large scale across different countries. And since we have a team that speaks multiple languages, we're yeah, able to execute this on, on a global scale. But we, we try to go beyond this and we try to dive more into the production aspect of things by coming up with more creative concepts. Um, for example, for Wargaming, which is one of our bigger clients, um, who yeah, they publish the games World of Tanks and World of Warships, as I assume you know. Great. The, um, we're trying to come up with more creative concepts to integrate these games um, on influencers' channels in a more creative way. Um, you got for example, we wanted to do a campaign with Colin Furtz. I don't know if you know the guy. Um, so yeah, Colin, he makes the, the craziest tools and um, the, craziest, yeah, the craziest everything, basically. Um, uh, for, for example, for Far Cry, he created a tuk-tuk, uh, which was mounted with machine guns on the side. Um, okay. And for example, for... Uh, for Wargaming, it would be cool if he could create uh, a tank. We, we had the idea of him creating a mini tank and then doing funny stuff with the tank and driving it through the city, for example, or driving uh, to McDonald's and ordering chips and, <laughs> and having that be it. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, I like that, actually. Uh, so, Timo... Let's take a step back just a little bit. Um, tell me a little about you as a person. Um, how did you get into this industry and how did you connect with Navali? Sure. 
Um, so I moved to Berlin about two years ago, looking for a, a job in the games industry. Um, and I quickly found um, a vacancy at Navali and simply wrote to the guys uh, that I was very interested in a job. I was already heavily consuming YouTube gaming content, watching StarCraft like crazy, um, among <laughs> some other YouTubers. So yeah, it was all very n natural to me to join the company. And yeah, I'm very curious to see what's, what's next for us. How long have you been with Navali at this point? Uh, so right now it's almost about two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the company itself is just a little over two years old. Okay, so you got in pretty early in the company's yes. life. Yeah, definitely. And what is your position with the company? So right now I'm a partner manager. So that means that on the one hand I am managing influencers, uh, influencers in different geos, and on the other hand I'm managing advertisers. So rolling out campaigns from both ends basically. And since we're a startup, I also try to do other things here and there, uh, trying to do marketing related stuff, uh, attend events, trying to reach out to new clients and do a bit of sales, a bit of everything, basically. So has this kind of taken over your life for the last two years? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way, you seem excited about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I really like it. So then tell me this, what is the future of Navali? What's the, what do the next few years look like? So since we grew uh, by a considerable amount over yeah, the last year and a half, for example, looking at 2017, we're doing numbers that equaled all of 2016. Um, so over the next few years, we're just looking to expand the team and to dive into new areas. Um, so that means we're going more into the creative direction, um, doing full-blown creative videos together with influencers and with a production crew behind it. Um, that is definitely one thing. And on the other hand, what we want to develop more is a platform, um, a platform that automates the ways that publishers of all sizes can engage with, with YouTubers and org orchestrate campaigns. So here's a question that I had for you. Sure. How do you build and develop this pool of influencers? I mean, it had to start from somewhere, correct? And I assume you're only growing from there. Uh, yeah, of course, it all needs to start somewhere. Um, so for us, it all started with getting the right campaigns. If you have an interesting game to promote, then reaching out to an influencer with a game that you know that they would be interested in promoting is actually not that difficult. So the best way to get in touch with influencers is simply to go to their YouTube About page and to get their email address. Um, in some cases, they don't share their email address and you need to look for another ways of connecting with them. For example, you can stalk them on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Twitter usually also works rather well, but you need to have some sort of presence of your own. Um, so yeah, basically you find a way to get in touch with them. Um, let's say you go for email because it's the most common method to get in touch with them. Uh, you then just shoot them an email with an offer and you, you cut out all the bullshit. You cut out all the, um, all the common stuff, um, all the generic, um, all the genericness basically. And you, you write them a personal email saying, Hey, um, Hey, uh, first name. I, I saw that you were covering this game and we think that this game would also be a very good fit for you, um, for this and this reason. And we, 
we got this set up for you so that you can show it to your fans. Um, let us know what you think. Really straightforward. It doesn't need to be a long email. Um, it preferably includes some sort of trailer or video footage of the game. Um, and that's it. I like that. It's important. It's uh, no BS, just uh, getting the point across and, and not wasting any time on it. So, Timo, as you are reaching out to influencers, you kind of said you avoid the BS, but how do you avoid becoming stalkerish? Uh, you kind of used that word as you're following people on you know, Twitter, social media, um, finding people's email addresses. Um, what's the line there? So, the first step is always being a good detective. Um, so trying to find an email address is, is perfectly fine. If the email address is somewhere publicly available, um, for example, some guys hide it on their t Twitter profile, some guys you need to dig into some, there's their Twitch bio and other guys, we even, um, found an email address to reach this one person via his merch store. Um, and otherwise would have not been able to reach out to him whatsoever. Um, so yeah, it, if there is a public email address, then it's completely fine. Now, when you start reaching out, the, the thing is you don't want to get too intrusive. You don't want to write follow-up after follow-up after follow-up um, saying, hey, promote this game. After two follow-ups, it's most of the time fairly sure that the YouTuber isn't interested in covering your game. Um, if after two follow-ups you still didn't hear from them, it either means that the thing you're offering is too low, the the price is too low, or the, the game itself does not fit their audience, um, or there was some other issue, or maybe sometimes they're just out of out of out on a trip, they're not available, and they, they don't even check their emails. There's plenty of reasons why it doesn't work, and after two follow-ups, you just give up normally. So here's a, another question for you on a different topic. How do you decide what companies, what developers, and what games you want to partner with? Um, I mean, obviously, you're providing a service. People are going to pay you to do this work. But do you accept everyone that comes to you? Uh, definitely not. And it's a good question because the not every game works on YouTube or Twitch for that matter. The... Um, there are a lot of games that don't work on YouTube simply for the sake of not being entertaining enough to watch. Um, you need to have a, a game that really pulls viewers in and that creators want to share. Um, because if the fans won't enjoy watching it, then there's no way that uh, the gamers on YouTube are going to cover it. So the first thing we do whenever we get a game request in is we try to assess whether that game would actually work on YouTube. Um, a second reason why we would deny a campaign is because the business model doesn't fit with um, the way that influencers like to work these days. And I say these days because it did change a lot over the last years. In the beginning, when we started to do these type of campaigns, we did a lot of performance-based campaigns. Uh, performance meaning that the influencer gets a certain amount for every person who, who signs up for the game, for example. Um, okay. But since yeah, these performance-based models aren't that interesting for our influencers because it's, it also is a risk for them, um, over the last years, it totally shifted into almost a 90% uh, 
uh, flat fee business model where the influencers get a fixed price to promote a game um, or in some cases CPM where they get a price um, for per thousand views on a video for example so in some cases where the business model is is too performance heavy for example um, for mobile titles uh, who want to work on a business model that pays out an influencer every time somebody insults a game um, yeah this these are the type of campaigns that we by default normally don't accept because on on the one hand mobile games are a bit more to position on YouTube and on the other hand the business model is is too difficult for influencers to to work with no that makes sense I understand that uh, I think that you know if I were to be a YouTuber and an influencer, a flat fee would make so much more sense to me, um, especially given you know the amount of work that I would be putting into it. I don't know. It just makes sense. Yeah, definitely. It lowers the risk. And if you have a standard rate, then you don't have to negotiate. It's just always the standard rate that you want to work with. Um, it makes things a lot easier. So do you happen to end up having a lot of influencers who you work with multiple times in a row? Yeah, definitely. Um, we we work with, let's say, the yeah we work with the majority of our influencers um, over the course of several campaigns, and every now and then we try to add new influencers on board um, in new countries, speaking different languages, because of course with each different language you reach a new target audience. Um, so yeah, but most of the time we try to work with the same influencers and try to build a relationship with them. So that whenever we reach out to them with a campaign, um, we get a quick answer from them and we get also get their honest opinion on how they think they're going to perform. Do you have influencers come to you then and reach out to you to be a part of what Navali is doing? Yeah, sure, this happens. Um, sometimes you, you have influencers who we already worked with in the past saying, hey Timo, do you have uh, any other campaigns coming up in the coming months? Um, it's kind of like a calm period for me right now in terms of gaming. So I'd be, I would be down for doing a campaign every now and then. Um, and sometimes we also have influencers just reaching out to us. But these are mostly the, the smaller influencers. Uh, so it's, with smaller I mean below 50,000 subscribers who then reach out to us um, saying that they would like to be part of a campaign in, in some form. Okay, okay. I was going to ask that as well, and you kind of touched on it. What constitutes being a small YouTuber, a big YouTuber? What sort of numbers do you look at in that regard? Yeah, so for us, we don't necessarily look at the amount of um, subscribers as much. We try to focus more on the amount of views that an influencer on average generates per video. Um, so if an influencer generates below um, let's say below 1,000 views on, on an average video, then he's definitely a really small influencer. If an influencer generates between 1 to 10,000 views per video, we call him small. Um, and if it's over 10,000, then, then we can start doing some form of campaign together. Um, smaller than that, it, it becomes a bit difficult for us to, to orchestrate campaigns. Um, yeah. But if you want to look at the, the bulk of where the YouTube views are coming from, that's definitely the more the, the mid to large scale influencers. The one that are 100k plus to, to maybe a million, those are the ones that are reaching the majority of the views on, uh, on YouTube. And do you ever get to work with people of that size, people who have a million plus? 
Uh, yes, definitely. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we work with influencers of all sorts. It also depends on the type of campaign that we're doing. If we're doing a campaign for a smaller client, then we work with more niche influencers. If we work with um, a bigger, more established uh, publisher, for example, Epic Games, um, then we try to yeah, look a bit broader and try to go for influencers that also have more influencers. Influence. So now I'm thinking about our audience members from this podcast, the indie developers out there um, yes. who are probably, you know, have some experience, who have made a few projects now, uh, have maybe done really well. Um, and we have a, a wide mix in our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it take for them to get to work with you? I mean, should they be at a certain level? Should they put together a pitch a certain way? Uh, what really can sell a game to you and to Navali, Timo? Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, we're always interested in working with indies. Um, a lot of indies, they, they bring really original content to gaming. And influencers in general, they're, they're happy to see this coming. The, the biggest hurdle, of course, for any indie publisher or developer to work with a marketing agency is budget or to do marketing in general. Um, that's, that's always a hurdle for indies. So whenever it comes to doing a campaign for, with indie titles, we need to be, get a bit creative as to how we're going to orchestrate this campaign. Um, for example, let's say an indie, one specific indie developer might not have enough budget to, to do something, but what if you bring, for example, five indie developers and publishers together and you create a small event where you invite influencers and have them check out multiple games at once and try to lower the cost this way by getting multiple indies in a mix. Um, this is just an example, but basically what I'm trying to get at is in order for indie developers to, to do in- campaigns with influencers, they also need to get a bit creative. Sure, that makes sense. And I mean, that's just true across the board, right? Um, you know, whether we're talking about marketing or whether we're talking about just the development of your game, they don't have the same resources necessarily, um, usually don't, um, so they have to get creative. I imagine that you, uh, Navali, as a fairly young company, though it sounds like you've worked with some bigger companies some bigger publishers and developers, you still have to get creative sometimes too in order to kind of uh, make things come together. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. That that perfectly makes sense. Um, so the as I said, the majority of the campaigns that we do are let's play campaigns, but we often try to go beyond that and try to pitch something um, and create something memorable to to create a really unique campaign for a for a game that really adds value when it comes to to YouTube. Well, Timo Navali sounds like a very cool company. Um, you have a very cool website, by the way. Um, I was checking it out, doing my own stalking on the internet, and uh, As we it's a cool do. website. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a cool website, so I highly recommend people check it out um, and kind of see, you know, what you guys are capable of and what you do. Um, and the last thing, kind of before we get away from it, you are a gamer yourself, right? You mentioned that. Um, has that really? influenced what you're capable of doing in this job and the work that you do? I imagine it's helped in some capacity. Yeah, it's definitely helped. Um, especially when you try to find YouTubers who 
who would be a good match for the game. If you don't understand, if you're not a gamer at heart, it's it's something that you can learn. You can l try to understand what the different genres are. But if you're a gamer at heart, then you just immediately know when you see a game, ah, that's reminiscent of this title, or ah, it's reminiscent, it has the same gameplay mechanics of this one. So it really helps you in finding similar titles and thus finding similar YouTubers who, who want to cover the game. Did you know that you were going to end up working in video games? Um, it was a conscious decision. Um, so I always wanted to start working in video games. Um, I, of course, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm not a fortune teller. Um, <laughs> sure. But, but yeah, uh, it, it's definitely my career plan. So let me ask you this. Um, and obviously, you're loving your job with Navali and working with this startup. Where would you like to end up? What does the future, ideal future, look like for Timo? Um, interesting question. So, my ideal future is um, the next step would be to work for a more AAA publisher and try to understand video game marketing in and out. Um, so, that means learning from the big boys what it means to market a game across all different marketing channels be it influencer marketing, social media, uh, the rest of digital marketing, uh, events, what be it. Um, and then since in the end I'm really passionate about indie games, I would like to take this knowledge and try to apply all this marketing knowledge to, to indies. Find a way for, for indie guys to use all the big means and the big, uh, yeah, and the right ways to do marketing and apply this knowledge for, for indies basically. Well, Timo, you sound like the right guest to have on this show. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Um, I want to ask you a couple of bigger idea questions now, if that's all right. Yeah, shoot. Let's talk a little bit more about the larger idea of YouTube and internet influencers. Obviously, we've seen this trend develop over the past you know, so many years as YouTube has grown, as Let's Plays have become popular. Um, obviously, it's become the focus of the startup that is Navali. I mean, you have to analyze this to some capacity for the company. What is it about Let's Plays and YouTube video game influencers that are so effective, that people love so much? Um, that's That's a very good question. I mean, when I first got into it, it was because I was... I was playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and I think one of the first influences that I followed was Tapes. Um, I, I believe he's a Swedish YouTuber, but he speaks English and he was making Call of Duty videos. And in the beginning, it's just about trying to get tips on a specific game and trying to become better at it. Um, but then afterwards, after you watched video after video, it's no longer about the tips. You're just watching for, for the YouTuber, for his personality. and. I think the best creators out there are the ones who show a strong personality. Another one, for example, is, is Day9. Um, in the beginning, I was just watching him for StarCraft content. But the reason why you stick to the YouTuber is because, yeah, for example, Day9, he started telling these stories about Felicity and um, when he was young, like awkward stories from school. And it, it's just really entertaining to, to keep up with him. And I think, the YouTube Let's Plays, they, they transcend beyond gaming. They, they're more a way of connecting with, with a personality online. 
So you mentioned that this is something you would like to do specifically uh, with indies, um, and that's because that's kind of where your passion lies. Should indies be focusing on YouTube marketing and influencer partnerships? Um, definitely. I wouldn't see why not. Um, in terms of marketing, influencer marketing is definitely one of the, mo the more important channels these days to, to get your game out there, especially for indies to do it in a cost-efficient way. If you are just able to reach out to a, lot of, to a bunch of channels that you think would be interested in covering your game and you can actually achieve this without putting any or too much money behind it, then the results are obviously going to be that a lot of people are going to be exposed to your game and this is going to affect the amount of sales that you get throughout early access and the game's launch. So in terms of marketing strategy, it's a pillar that you definitely can't forget. So how do you get somebody to notice your game? You know, we talked about the art of a cold email um, and the art of following up, but in terms of actually selling your game to an influencer, I mean, what works? What are these influencers looking for, do you think? I mean, how do you get your game to stand out when there are so many indie games out there? So it, in, in its core, it, it always kind of depends on the game. So you need a game that's entertaining for, for a YouTube audience or for a Twitch audience, or just a game that's, that's entertaining to play and to watch. Um, so it, it all starts there, of course. But once you have a good game, of course, uh, that already stands out, then the next step is simply to find creators that are within the niche of your game, uh, that are playing similar titles, uh, so that would naturally also be interested in it. Um, and then to reach out to them via social media, via email, uh, have a good pitch ready, a standard pitch showing some sort of gameplay footage with a Steam key. Um, and most of the time, that is just it. It's not as difficult as people would think. I think that's something that's important to remember because it sounds difficult to get somebody or to get a number of people to pay attention to your game to make a video about your game, to actually promote your game to other people. I mean, it sounds um, like a bit of a mountain to climb, a bit of a hurdle to get over. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that, especially for, for people who don't have experience in the field, um, who don't reach out to influencers on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I can definitely see this. Um, as, as we also discussed before, one big part of it is um, sometimes being creative. Uh, for example, for Shift Happens, it's a, it's a platformer, a co-op platformer. What they did was um, they reached out to H2O Delirious and Cartoons, which are two very big YouTube channels, um, yeah, two very well-known influencers. And in order to stand out from, from the fold, they, they created, recreated their characters in the game so that they could play as themselves. And just this small touch, this, this shows that you actually put effort into researching the influencer's channel and that you care about the content that they create. Um, I'm pretty sure that these guys were just like, whoa, you, you put us in a game? Pretty awesome. Let me, we'll create a video straight away. That's a cool idea. So thank you for sharing that one. I like that. Uh, so here's one last question for you. Mm -hmm. And this just touches on something 
that you mentioned earlier. And it's that the YouTube influencer scene has changed over time. Um, and obviously this is something you deal with, you know, day in and day out with Navali. Do you have any idea how the internet influencer scene is going to change again in the future? Like, where are we heading with Let's Plays? Um, are these going to continue to get more effective, less effective? What do you think? Um, that's interesting. The one shift that's definitely always taking place is the platform. So the platform on which the influencers are going to be active. So right now on YouTube, we have the YouTube Adpocalypse. I don't know if you heard of this. I think so, yeah. Uh, so the, the creators are earning way less money right now on YouTube, which of course drives them to, to other platforms, for example, to Twitch to see whether they can earn more money there, establish a fan base there, um, set up a Patreon. So one thing that's always up for discussion is which platform is going to be like the next one. And YouTube is obviously the biggest when it comes to video on demand, but when it comes to live streaming, especially for gaming, Twitch is still way out there, but you also have platforms such as Facebook who is trying to make moves with, uh, for example, by signing up with Blizzard so that creators can now stream any Blizzard game directly on Facebook. Um, I don't know, Facebook might also be an interesting contender in this space. Uh, you also have Microsoft, of course, who's trying to build their own live streaming platform for games with Beam. Um, this is still very small, but but still. So yeah, um, one thing is to keep an eye on is definitely the, the type of platform on which influencers are going to promote their games. But when you're an indie publisher, I wouldn't be too worried about this. The, <laughs> the thing is whether an influencer promotes your game on social media, on YouTube, or on Twitch, as long as they promote it, I, I guess you're happy, right? The, your game is getting seen, so it's out there. That's, that's already a good thing. Uh, you also asked whether Let's Plays themselves are going to stay as effective. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to answer that part of the question, I actually think that they are. Of course, I think over time, the, um, the amount of influencers will, will shift a bit. We, you will always have this sort of niches for specific genres where, um, where you just have fans that follow an influencer because because he covers a specific genre of games. Um, but other than that, you will also have more of, the, more of the bigger influencers who cover any game. And when it comes to Let's Plays for, for these bigger creators, I think it will become less and less interesting for, for publishers to promote their games via these channels because, the, yes, you will have fans watching your, your, your game in, in a YouTube video, but they won't watch it for, for the game necessarily. They will rather watch it for watching the influencer and his personality. So this, this is also something that's, that's worthy of keeping in mind. And I'm curious to see how this will evolve. Yes, you're right. I totally see that happening. Um, you know, again, I'm just going to go back to that's a really intelligent response. Because as you say it, I'm thinking to myself, of course, that makes so much sense. That, um, <laughs> it, well, it becomes about the influencer right yeah um, and that goes back to what you were saying you know that you stuck with the influencers that you watched because you liked them and you liked the stories that they told and and who they were 
Um, and that, of course, that's going to affect, you know, what especially the larger publishers um, want people to see of their game. So that makes a lot of sense. I'll be interested to watch as well. Timo, uh, we've reached the end of the episode. Uh, and I did warn you what happens at the end of every episode of Indie Insider. Uh, it is, of course, the part where I ask you to share a piece of advice um, with our listener base. And you've already shared a lot of advice. Um, you know, things we talked about include the Art of the Cold email, um, how to put together uh, an engaging pitch and, and reach out to influencers, um, things that we should be focusing on. But do you have anything else that you want to send people home with today? Anything that's been especially uh, important or effective or on your mind? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I think when it comes to marketing an indie game, the best piece of advice that I can give is don't forget about it. <laughs> the, the Having a successful game out there is one part creating a good game and the other part having marketing in place to amplify and get your game out there. And the best way to do this is to, to get creative. Try to come up with as creative ways uh, that you put into the gameplay and the design of the game um, and put all of this creativity equally into marketing. And I think you, you'll have a successful case. And one of the examples that I gave, for example, is with um, Shift Happens and H2O Delirious and Cartoons, where they put their characters in the game. Um, again, this is just an example of how you can get creative with things. Um, and sometimes it's, it's more easy than you think. You don't need to look that far. It is easier than you think. And that's important to remember because sometimes it just feels um, overwhelming. Uh, and I've heard that from a lot of indie developers lately. So um, that last piece at the end there, it's important to remember. Awesome. Well, Timo, this has been fantastic. You are an intelligent guy. You know your stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I do this on a daily basis, so I hope I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to come in and uh, share some, drop some knowledge on okay. me, as it were. <laughs> uh, so, Timo, you are with Navali. You've spoken with us about the company. How do people, um, if they're interested, find Navali and find you out on those interwebs? Yeah, sure. Um, so for Navali, you can just simply reach out to us via www.navali.com, our website, and get in touch. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can follow at Timsko, so that's T-I-M-S-K-O-W, and then an underscore um, for some crazy tweets. <laughs> what sort of crazy tweets are we talking about, Timo? How crazy do your <laughs> tweets get? No, 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 they don't get too crazy. Uh, they mostly <laughs> involve uh, gaming and, and hip-hop. Oh, and hip-hop. Yeah. Excellent. You're a big hip-hop fan? Yeah. Hip-hop and, uh, and games. That's it for me. You know, that's not a bad combination. That's Timo from Navali. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Again, if you have thoughts, questions, or ideas you'd like to share, you can email me at logan at blackshowmedia.com or reach out on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. That's L-O-G-A-N-A-S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. This podcast is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm dedicated to helping independent video game developers reach massive audiences, publish financially successful titles, and turn game development into a career. It's the company's mission to help game developers get more of what they want out of a rewarding opportunity in the game industry, more fans, and sustainable revenue to keep them moving forward. 
Blackshell Media also has an educational branch to their company, where they offer free articles and resources for aspiring and growing developers, which is why we get to bring this show to you every single week. You can find Blackshell Media on the web at blackshellmedia.com and on Twitter at blackshellmedia. This show is on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast services across the web, as well as the Blackshell Media blog. If you enjoy what we're doing here and want us to keep doing it, or if you have things you'd like us to change, please go to your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review so that we can keep sharing these episodes each week with you. Special thanks this week goes out to Raghav Mather, Daniel Doan, and Raquel Hayner, as well as Benjamin Tiso over at bensound.com for the use of his song, Going Higher. I'm Logan Schultz, and you've been listening to Indie Insider. We'll see you next week.